But you know what? I, I could just use some sleep. I'm not wicked. I just I just want to cuddle up like a little baby and fall asleep. Why won't it come? Why won't I just get sleep? Why does my neighbor's dog have to start at 4 a.m. and continue all the way until my alarm goes off? Don't know, man. It sucks, dude. I'm tired. You talk to them about it? <clears throat> no, You never man, know. You don't want to start anything, you know? It's not that kind of neighbor. <laughs> no? Yeah, okay, there's, okay. There's no, there's no talking to them about their uh, massive... Beast of a dog that looks like the one from Sandlot. That's, ah. that's fine. I'm, so it's a deep, hearty growl barking, right? Oh, oh yeah. It's bro, a, bro. Which I don't mind because, again, if someone's sneaking around my house, they're going to break in. They yeah. hear that bark and it, it's scary. Ah, it's better that it's not one of those yappers. Like, yeah. Oh, no, they have a little one too. That, oh, that no. one usually gets let outside about 6, 7 a.m. So that's alarm number two. <laughs> that's when the chorus if, starts. If they I, start yeah. singing together. If I can sleep through the first dog, I'm fine until six or seven. That's when the second dog <laughs> is out there yapping, the, a little little chihuahua mix-looking uh, terrier. And then occasionally, if it goes on long enough, guess what happens? My dogs start yapping. Of course. And barking. And They're like, I, Dad, we've been so good for two hours. Let us bark at these dogs. I know, I know what it is. It's like squirrels and cats. Like, it's just dumb crap. But <sighs> damn it, man, I cannot get a good night's sleep. And I can't snooze cruise anymore. I can't just, I can't be like, oh, I'm going to roll in at noon. That's true. You got to get a proper night so you can get up and work most of the day now. And yeah, have that uh, sports show. You almost. Gotta, I feel like maybe you should just rent yourself a little hotel room one one night a week. <laughs> just Man, go I, there. Hey, disappear. The, That's kind of unfair to you the know, one, your fiance. The but. one right here next to the radio station in the glorious uh, Runberg Cultural District. Why not? I don't know. About they, you that can place. rent that by the hour, as a matter of fact. But, oh, uh, Despite not having a lot of sleep, we're going to have a lot of fun uh, stuff to do today. I mean, I'm going to get very personal this week. I don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, Emily and Matt will be in to hang, so don't go anywhere or do. I don't care. Whatever, man. Whatever. She said yes! She said yes. That's right. Today is my anniversary. Wedding anniversary, oh. you say? No. Proposal anniversary. It is, it is my three-year proposal anniversary. Hey, man, congratulations. I guess, but how long are you supposed to be engaged versus uh, minus, married? Minus pandemic years, I think you can go up to like five years. I don't, I don't know the After actual that, answer. After that, it gets weird. Okay, I feel good. like there's a lot of different answers. Listen, I'm going to be honest, too. Like, uh, we're two very different people. I want a big-ass party. I threw a Viking flaming arrow sword funeral for my dog when he died. If I get married, I'm going to want to have something huge. She's more like, no, we'll just go to the Justice of the Peace. I'm like, but, 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 but that's a wedding. We're supposed to have a big party. Oh, you're the one who wants all the, 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 the glitz and the glam. Yes. And the, I want my uh, best men to have swords, and I'll ride in on a horse, and they'll like have the swords like that. Armor. Really? It's it's not going to happen, but the <laughs> the point is, is yeah, at least we, you've accepted it, man. We have now been engaged for three years, and a lot of people always ask me, especially everyone in the building, because they want to sell in sponsors to my wedding. Uh, brought to you by uh, Carbach. I'd do that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but everyone always asks, and, and, and listen, here's the deal. I think post-pandemic, 
in the middle of inflation, we've been a in a good economy for way too long. We are due for uh, a setback, a crash, whatever. I don't want to get married in that situation. Plus, I have terrible credit. I don't want to dump that on my right, fiance. Right, right, right. But isn't it more feasible to try to buy a house and have a kid first? Like, why do I have to be married to do that? Like, with this, this isn't... Do you have to? I don't think so. Is like, that, are those the rules? Yeah, you know, old we school... decided upon, I guess? Old school kind of thinking is like, you get married, first, then you buy a house, and you move oh. in together, and then you have a cut if you're lucky. You could do what my parents did, and uh, they both were married, got divorced to their in- initial spouses, and then they hooked up. Hell yeah. And just lived together and had kids. So you're saying I should marry someone else and then marry Lisa? You don't have to go through that mistake first unless you're currently doing that. Oh, man, I hope not. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. She's the one with the mistake. No, you're not a mistake. Shut up. I'm a mistake. (laughs) Anyhow. Happy anniversary, uh, honey. Sir. Let's let's get to you know. I, <laughs> Sorry, man. I gotta say it's a better idea. Let's work on having that kid. Yeah, I need a lot of practice. That's right. So yeah, let's do it. Good luck. Literally do it. Let's do it. Ugh, kids are so talented, and I hate that I'm 24 and can't do anything. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. The most important part about the radio, what is it? Of course, it's the internet. People are people are out there getting famous. Emily, welcome to Social Cues. Okay, so I feel like a theme of the recent Social Cues have been kids that are incredibly talented, and I think I'm a little jealous being 24, and I feel like I can't do much. Welcome to me. Yeah. The guy who in 2001 was able to put clips of video on the internet, and all my friends said, you're going to be famous. Yeah, so (laughs) we have, uh, we've talked about Corn Kid, we talked about Jack Barksdale, who is this uh, up-and-coming 15-year-old country musician, and now... I would love to tell you about another little boy that I'm obsessed with, which sounds really weird. I don't know why I just said it like you that. You mean that because he's... Because he's, he's good at his at what he's right. doing. He's going into stardom. His name is Miles Bonham, mm. and he's known as Miles Kid, Miles Music Kid Online, specifically on TikTok. And Bonham is a multi-instrument songwriter and producer at the ripe age of, I believe, let's see, six years old. No, okay. Six years old. This seems gimmicky. So is this like he grew up in a producer slash artist house, kind of like Billie Eilish and just could have had everything? I kind of think so. (laughs) He has a whole setup and he uses Logic Pro, uh, which is wild that he's six years old. And I guess guess not not really, because I think he's just focusing all of it and thinking that it's a game. Um, but there is a song from K Tronda that's recently going viral. Uh, it's called Girl, and it's K Tronda and the Internet. Let me play a little snippet. This is the original song. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you can kind of hear the beat in the background. Um, like and the Internet. Miles, he decided, hey, what if I just like recreate that? And so out of thin air, he decides to recreate this entire song, which is kind of a complicated song to create. Here's a little snip. Trumpet. So he's like working through it. Now look what it does. Phaser effect. Chroma verb. And he's just playing on his little machine and logic. That sound might be a little fun. So he He's goes a little Phineas. Yeah, and he basically is a producer. And at the end, uh, I can't really skip through it right now, but at the end, if you go onto the video, it's just Miles Music Kid. Um, it 
he it's flawless. It's the exact, almost the exact same as the original. It's not fair because when <laughs> I was a kid, I had a crappy keyboard and I would make songs and my parents would tell me to shut up. Yeah. Uh, I, I could have been a music producer. Yeah, always, yeah. I was always drumming in class too, like with the oh, pencils. Yeah, yeah he. No, we got we got stifled. That that video that I just showed you has 5.9 million views as of now. I mean, imagine how many creative people like this kid are out there. They just don't have all the cool means to do or it. Parents or parents, or yeah, but people That's why we that lift everyone up. You know, I, everyone. I, I do feel like Emily. This is a theme you brought in. Our, our kids doing cool, creative things on TikTok. Yeah. If there is a good thing about this, it's your generate. My generation to yours grew up. With a camera phone in their hand. That's true. And I think you're going to have a lot more kids that you're discovering their talent and whatnot. Yeah, because um, there's more so. options. There's more things that you can do. And, and I think it's really cool. I mean, again, it's a sticky situation to try to throw a child into online fame so quickly. So that is the one thing that bothers me about it. Sure. But yeah. that's just because I'm a private person. And, and that's, kid, kid stars usually kid stars don't turn are, out no. very well. But <laughs> it's cool that kids now have the opportunity to work on things like this. Because when I was his age, instead of playing with Logic and, you know, becoming a DJ and a beat master producer, I was playing Club Penguin. Okay, yeah, which yeah, uh, if you don't the know Sims. what Club Penguin were, is, yeah, I was playing The Sims. So, learn how to socialize no, online. No, and if good. I would have put those hundreds of thousands of hours that I spent playing The Sims and trying to like throw my Sims into a box and drown them, that's I could have made that's, sure. that's creative. That's creative. How can I kill my Sim? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Go to sleep, little kid. What time? I'm not quite sure. Matt Bearden's here for the parent pickup for those of you parents out in the line or just people that need some solid advice. Yeah, what time, uh, what time, do you remember what your bedtime was when you were a kid? Can you remember even? After Letterman or Conan. Oh, okay. damn. No wonder you failed. I got to go, uh, I had to go early, like eight o'clock or yeah, something. I did. Well, and your parents were closer to where they're supposed to be, I, I guess. My, uh, my son's pretty good. He's always been about bedtime pretty good, and I can tell him, and he might get really disappointed, and he does this thing sometimes where he goes, ah, and gets mad and yells, but it's not at me. I'm fine with it. And then he'll just go upstairs and go to bed. That's it. No struggle, no fight. Nice. My daughter, it is a, uh, Constant. We, we have to actually invoke Congress every time we wanted to get to go to bed, which happens to be five nights a week, which mm. is a bit unfortunate. Uh, a group of teachers in England have gotten together, and they're sharing the best time for kids to go to bed. It's not based on any kind of science. It's based on the fact that all of them have been teachers for 40 years, and they're like, look, we know who the kids are that are excelling, and we know what time they're going to bed, and uh, we're mm. going to let you know. And it's a little secret, and it's kind of easy to figure out. Take uh, age five, six, right, the beginning of first going to school, and they say that essentially 11 hours and 15 minutes before the kid wakes up. That's how I'm breaking it down. So if your kid needs to wake up at uh, 6 a.m., 6.45 p.m. you put him to bed. 11 hours. The sun's still up. Oh. No, man. Well, it's not in England. It's not. There's no sun in England. I don't know if yeah, you've ever been there. Yeah, it's just murky bulg. Yeah, it's why their their skin looks like that. Uh, but that's <laughs> five. Remember, that's a, that's a five-year-old. And a five-year-old doesn't need to be up that late anyway. Now, what you're doing is you're adding about 15 minutes every year. So for that same 6 a.m. wake up, okay, um, 6.45 p.m. is what you would do for a five-year-old. But it would go to 7 p.m. for a six-year-old. Hmm. 7.15 for a seven-year-old. Spenny, can you guess where it would go for an eight-year-old? 7.30. Oh, Spencer. See, he went to bed I early. I closed my eyes for that See, one. he yeah. went to bed early. Well, I didn't. Let me do I took eight years of German, and let me tell you the only phrase I know. 
Nishlafinseyut! Which means don't sleep. <laughs> That's the oh. I I just snooze cruise through classes. That made me nervous because anytime I hear German yelled, it I is just, scary, right? I it's very it's anti-Semitic. Yeah, I just no, no, that's, in this case, <laughs> yeah. it's not. But yeah, it's important to to do because also. I had a whole grift where my mom would wake me up and I would go into my closet where I had pillows and blankets hidden. Like I I was always sleepy in school because nice. I stayed up all night. Right. Right. Well, I'm looking at this and so my daughter is supposed to be up at six uh let's say six forty five. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says here that really she should be in bed no later than nine PM anytime. Huh. I know that that's, that's what reasonable. we tried to that's do. That's really reasonable. I think the fights really usually begin at around eight forty-five. She may be asleep by ten. Maybe See, that's asleep. a long close though. It is a big chunk, and it, and it's hard too because she's a good kid. She does fairly well, but she's always tired. Anyway, I, I thought this was interesting, and I, it seems like the easiest formula is just to remember eleven fifteen, and then and that's for five. She gets up at six. I haven't been up at set, at six forty-five since college, and that's because I stayed up all night. Six forty-five for a middle schooler. That's not, I, that's not even like, that early. That's they ridiculous. Gotta, when does class start? Like eight thirty, right? Like eight nine. When do you start school? You got to drive to school. You got to mm. get on buses. There's traffic that early, She's bro. She's in middle school. Do you know how <laughs> long you have to? You have to put on an outfit, then get mad at yourself. And put, put on, on another, another outfit, okay, outfit I, I get forgot. mad at yourself. Then you got to style your hair, and then realize that looks idiotic. Then you got to change your makeup. There are a lot of mistakes that have to be fixed before the sun comes up, young man. He's like the store brand of funny. C.J. Morgan. Morgan. On 101X. Dining out for a good cause. I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. C.J. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. C.J. is fat. Yes, indeed I am. Even plumped up after this weekend because it's... uh, Austin Restaurant Week. What is that? Well, it's a good chance to get out to eat, to explore and try something new. And, of course, it all goes for a good cause, a portion of proceeds at participating restaurants, which you can find at austinrestaurantweek.org. A portion of it goes to the Central Texas Food Bank, as you know, a very important organization uh, keeping our people fed. And Central Texas Food Bank does just so, so much. So got to love them. But uh, my fiance and I, Went out Saturday night and had a nice little meal. Cool, man. Uh, can you say where you went? I absolutely can. I will say, uh, ladies, people not into sports, Saturdays are Longhorn football days. So, you know, maybe you're not playing a dinner right at kickoff, but that's, hey, that's nor here nor there. Uh, we went to a place called 68 Degrees, which is over by Deep Eddie Cabaret. Really good, small, intimate Italian restaurant. And, yeah. you know, we talked about it with Emily last week. I love my Italian restaurants because... There's always apps upon apps. Yes, the pre-app app. The pre-app app. The bread with the, the olive bread oil. With the oil. They have a nice uh, cheese plate. Had some calamari. It was absolutely delicious. Um, but where I made a mistake, well, first mistake, all day long, like when she's like, yeah, we're going to 68 Degrees. It's restaurant week. Check out yeah. their special menu, blah, blah, blah. But I was like subtly playing 98 Degrees songs, and I kept making references <laughs> to like... A boy band what? dining experience <laughs> and by like two hours into it she was pissed and she's like do you not want to go <laughs> and I was like no I do want to go I'm sorry honey uh, I can be really annoying and drive a joke into the ground uh, but we went is, okay go on I'm place so... is absolutely incredible but I had one of those moments that I didn't realize I've been eating something wrong an entire time I'm a seafood lover and I think I had clams linguine but be it clams be it 
oysters, be it mussels. If you have it in a linguine, I didn't know you're supposed to do this. I put all the shells on a different plate, take my tiny fork, and I eat the stuff out of the shells. You're, you're supposed to put it in the linguine. Yeah, I figured that's kind of why they were there. I didn't know that. I thought <laughs> I thought it's like a pre-app app. I thought first yeah. you eat the mussels or the clams, and then you eat the food. And my server kind of was like, are you okay? And I was like, did you not want that? And I was so like, are you fine? I was What's like, going oh. on here? I was like, oh, no, I do. I'm just because I'd taken them all off of my plate and put them on <laughs> the separate plate. Uh, and then Lisa's like, hey, you... you are you not going to eat those with the linguine? I was like, what? No, I'm eating them now. She's like, you're, you're supposed to mix them in. <laughs> All my life, and I didn't know that. Didn't, didn't know. I wish I could think of a comparable story, but I, I can't. I thought it, well, also, like with seafood, oh, it's important to eat it right away. I'm, I'm going to take home the linguine at any Italian place. You're getting Dude, a box. It's, it's not like you're going to be at the restaurant for eight hours, I'm gonna, so you I, could eat it, it in a few might, minutes. It might go bad. I don't know that, okay? Yeah, well, hey, this is a educating, uh, it's a good story for some people out there who may not know. I'm such a luddite, <laughs> such a philistine when it comes to eating, and oh, guess what, dude? Uh, you know how I talked about doing laundry and how I'm excited to hang up all my shirts in order. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. A to, my, a to Z. <laughs> my, uh, my, my Friday, or I'm sorry, this is Sunday night we went out. My Saturday night, Saturday, the point being, yes. my Saturday shirt, which was a nice dry clean shirt, crisp and ironed, uh, did not survive the meal without uh, getting aioli sauce, uh, marinara, hey. and linguine clam. The trifecta, baby. So, yeah, dripped all over myself, looked like a fool. But point <laughs> being of all this, it is Austin Restaurant Week. Uh, go to austinrestaurantweeks.org. It runs through Sunday, 9-11. Remember that. Uh, and then, of course, it's a good cause supporting Central Texas Food Bank. So get out and get some yum-yums. I introduced somebody to one of my hobbies. Yes, tips for your first con. It's Emily Explains It All. There are a lot of beautiful things in life, right? Newborn babies, the, the grass underneath your toes and your feet and, I don't know, the wind and, and, and anime conventions. And that's uh, <laughs> what I find beautiful in life. And what's even more beautiful uh, than just going to experience it is also bringing somebody into my world for the first time. Uh, one of my friends, Isabel, it was her birthday last weekend, and she requested that we go to an anime convention. Um, I've been to anime conventions for, how, ooh, let's see, since 20... 13 I've been oh, wow. attending anime cons. It's almost a decade. Dang. And cosplaying. I know it is almost a decade. Pretty strange. So I've seen the transition of anime being very nerdy and would put you, uh, <laughs> give you swirlies in the bathroom to now it's popular and all cool. the cool kids yeah. do it. And my friends started watching anime about two years ago or so. And since it's been COVID times, there haven't been a lot of opportunities. And so she said, hey, Emily, for my birthday, take me to an anime convention. So that's what I did. Yeah, cool. it was great. It was adorable. It was very sweet. I got to let her into my weird, nerdy world, and I um, taught her how to cosplay. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Explain it to us. How does one... you? Got a new buddy, yes. doing the first thing through time. Yes. Uh, you take her under your wing. Explain to us how you prepare for a... Yeah. Uh, for an anime convention. Yeah, yeah. what's the so, first timer? As... You wouldn't think about this, but 
take it from somebody who's been doing it for over 10 years. Underwear. Almost 10 years. <laughs> underwear is actually very important. You want to wear the correct underwear good, for your good, cosplay good. so it doesn't show or it does show and it's cute. Depending on okay. where, what kind of cosplay you're thinking. But the number one thing you need to look at once you pick the con is the hotel. Because those are the first things to sell out. And if you go to an anime convention, a lot of the times the uh, company will buy out a bunch a of block, rooms. Like a wedding or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a cheaper rate. So typically you want to buy through the anime convention so it is a cheaper rate. And those can sell out so fast. Tickets, they typically never sell out unless you're going to something really, really small. But you can honestly buy your ticket until the day of, uh, although it is very expensive. So, so how far ahead of time would you uh, recommend, I guess, honestly, investing in a hotel room? as far in advance as you can. I think we booked ours for San Japan, which was in San Antonio, uh, I think, I want to say at least four months in advance. Wow. Yeah. Logistically okay. speaking, also, you're doing this because you're going to walk in some costumes. Yeah, is yeah. That, is that the number one reason, or is it just to it's, it's make sure and, you have a room? And to make sure you have a room and to party. Hell <laughs> so yeah. you're going to get drunk, and uh, that's one of the reasons why you need a hotel room. All right, so that's our first tip. When we come back on Emily Explains It All, Emily is explaining how to con for a first time. It's Emily Explains It All, and Emily's explaining to us how to con for the first time because she conned with a buddy for the first time this weekend. And it was really nice because since I've been doing this for quite some time, going to anime conventions, taking one of my friends to San Japan and having her first experience, it made me love conventions again. Oh, because you're You're no longer the grizzled vet. No, no. And and it was nice walking around with somebody that knew nothing and I got to show them everything and show them what I liked and I got to do things that I don't (laughs) normally do anymore because, you know, I've done it so many times. And it's like me doing the swing at a Ren Fair. If I go with yeah. a new buddy, I got to do the swing. So step number one, the first thing you said, most important, yes. um, besides underwear, secure is a hotel room right away. Secure your hotel room. You're going to be partying months they in advance. Sell out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be close to where the convention is, if yes. not in the same hotel, because yes. you're walking. Yeah, because you're walking. You want to change. It's just so much more convenient. The second thing that you need to do um, after. I guess buying your ticket, which again, you can do that up until the day of the con, but you need to start planning your cosplay as soon as possible and ordering stuff too. Uh, What's nice being in 2022 is like my friend, she doesn't know how to sew. She doesn't know how to do anything. So she ordered most of her cosplay pieces. Cool. I was going to ask if she actually full blown went in like some getup, or she just went as a visitor. No, no, yeah, she she, she ended up she you, wanted you to cosplay to with too, me. Right. Yeah, for anybody that's an anime nerd out there, we cosplayed Gon and Kilua from Hunter Hunter. Oh yeah. Um, you could pretend <laughs> like you <laughs> know. So okay. That was not convincing. And just like again to explain what a cosplay con is, cos. A con has two things. Women who dress up really cute yes. and guys with cameras who pretend to be professional photographers. Oh That's honestly that is, an issue. Yeah. Yeah. That is what you see <laughs> yeah, at cons. Yeah. And you see the people that are genuinely skilled and then you look at your cosplay that you made in two days and you're like, man, those people worked on theirs for like a month. But your second tip, make sure you get your stuff in Make in sure you time. get your stuff in on time. And then I guess my final tip is, it, this is for anybody, if you've been to convention before or if you haven't, do is... Do what you want to do, because I, for a while, was hanging out with a group of people who were focused on a different type of experience at the conventions. Whoa. And I was just not 
as excited, as happy, whatever, and I never realized why. Thank you for bringing this up. I call it sandbagging. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you have a group of friends, it sucks to get sandbagged by someone. And specifically, in my instance, this usually happens around South by Southwest because I'm working staff. I usually have a music badge. People want to hang out with me for my birthday. And then you end up getting sandbagged. So I can't go to Stubbs to see the band I've been wanting to see for a year. I've got to hang out with my friends at a crappy bar because that's what they want to do is they exactly. want to do the St. Patrick's Day party thing, but I want to go see a concert, but I can't. Why? Because I'm sandbagged. Mm-hmm. Do not let people... At first, you think it's rude to separate from the group and do your yeah. own thing, but then uh. you realize if I'm paying to have this experience, if I want to do something, it's not fair for you yeah. to make me do what you want to do. Yeah, and it took me forever to realize that. And and then bringing this new person to the convention and asking her, hey, what do you want to do? And her kind of saying, like, you know, I'm up for anything. I haven't had that experience in a long time. So we actually went to panels, which I normally never Ooh. have time to, because if you're in a big group, you don't get to go to panels because somebody's Some like... people think they're boring too. Yeah. And then other people are like, oh, my eyelash is falling off. I need to go fix my eyelash. And then you try to leave and it's like, wait, I need to go to the bathroom. And then it's like, wait, I need to do this. And then you're an hour late to the panel. So just between us two, we were able to go and kind of do whatever we wanted to do. So I saw a cause... I, I sat through a two-hour cosplay contest, oh, which cool. was... No, it was it was pretty cool <laughs> okay, because the costumes were just fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you are going to an anime convention, do what you want to do. That's the whole point. Is you want to do you want to be yourself? It's a comfortable environment to do so. It's arguably one of the few environments that you could just nerd out to no end and spend your money on whatever you want without judgment. So. You know what? Do it and bring your friends to more things that you love because that's always awesome to invite them into your world. Do I need to start playing the video game The Last of Us? And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that... I'm a nerd. Yes, Benny, this game has crossed my radar so many times in the last couple of years. It's called The Last of Us, and yes. it's an award-winning, incredible story of a game. And I need to know, is it time that I start playing it? I think so. The, the remake is out, or coming out, very soon. I forget what I read. I think September. Mm, well, whatever. It's coming out, and it's got good reviews, and they basically modernized it. The graphics are barely upgraded because the graphics already were good, but this game is, in my opinion, one of the most adult sort of storytelling That's what, I, that's what I've heard is that any, the storytelling in it is They treat you like an adult. I'll incredible. Say that. It's immaculate. Also, I, yeah. I read it on Wikipedia. No! I already spoiled what happens. Stop! I know. The, don't play it. What's the don't point? Don't play really? it. No, stop. We well, don't I mean, want I, you anymore. We don't want remember. you to be a part of this. No, that's that's it's terrible. Over. It's over. I can't believe you haven't End played this it's yet. Over. This is This is totally... Down, up your alley, except for now that you've ruined well, it. Well, no, that's... yeah, because a lot of it was on the story too. So, but it's still a fun game. Can you, ex- you explain? Made it? Spenny I, so disappointed I've only by played, saying that. Uh, the original. Well, they made a remaster one for PlayStation Four, but yeah. it's still basically the same, just slightly better looking. Can you um, kind of explain it to me? Because maybe I spoiled another game, but I think I remember this <sighs> one. No, you probably spoiled you probably it. Spoiled it's spoiled it's it. about like not a zombie apocalypse, but a disease, and there's like pockets of humans living in cities, and sure, they yeah. kind of travel around. And there's sure, why not? the main guy, Joel, <laughs> and then uh, he has like a daughter. All right, I'll explain uh, it for people who out there who haven't that, spoiled yes, it. Um, yes, 
It's set in a post-apocalyptic world. Well, it starts during the apocalypse. My favorite part is it takes place like just outside of Austin when it mm-hmm. first kicks off. So you're like, oh, oh there's Highway 79 cool. and stuff right there and things like that. And um, I didn't know that. Huh? Then it jumps ahead to where it's already, you know, the story's already sort of in happening. And you play as this guy who's been through a whole bunch over the past few decades and gets saddled with having to smuggle somebody somewhere because they might potentially have a cure. That's right, yeah, yeah. So the whole gameplay, it, 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 it uses a lot of like familiar tropes you're used to, like a lot of zombie sort of tropes and things like that. Yeah, like or the a, Walking Dead video game kind of yeah. is, is co- sometimes compared to it just because it has a similar-ish story and a similar-ish gameplay, kind which, of. Which Walking Dead game? The, like, well, point the being, OG we're talking one. about the, lo- the yeah, last yeah, yeah. of us. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, so it's just it uses all those to create this world that you're already sort of familiar with. There's, there's some differences in it. For example, the zombies being based off a real like parasite that infects insects and makes them go and like infect other insects, essentially. But it's really like, again about the incredible storytelling so it's more from what I understand it's more you're playing a movie Essentially, yeah. So it's not mm-hmm. open world games like you like. It's 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 grounded. The characters are very realistic. It's some of the more realistic dialogue I've ever seen in cutscenes, where they don't just say "Hi, how are you doing?" and the person's like "I'm great." They'll 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 say something like a person would, like "Oh, or you, even, you know, yeah. a joke." Or even a, a lot of the dialogue in, in these intense games that I that I kind of like that. I grew up playing like Silent Hill or Resident Evil. It was clearly clear that the dialogue was written in another language and yeah. then translated to oh, English. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, is yeah. Very, this is bizarre. all made here. So really, it's just it's harrowing. It's intense, and it's one of the more mature games. And there's a sequel thematically, and a sequel came out, and the sequel is very, very hard to get through because it's mm-hmm. very upsetting. And it's I've heard it's technically it's, not as good, but it's a sequel. Oh yeah, because uh, it's one of those sequels. Uh, what happens uh, is. The face. Wait. The mustache. The Boston. CJ Morgan. Emily needs a trainer. It's the leftovers. Anything we didn't talk about or you didn't talk about on the Morning X, you bring to us here. So you're ready to get into shape. Not that you're not. Yeah. Help me. I want to get fit. I want to get swole. I want to have some some muscles and and things. Uh, I need a trainer. That's kind of it. If anybody wants to hit me up, um, at you can either hit us up online or at my Instagram. You you know where I've, you can find me. I have always been an active person. Um, I played sports for all of my life. I did dance for 13 years. And then once college hit, you know, you get lazy, you get busy. And post-college, oh my God, you discover how much you love drinking Mm -hmm. and you love eating. Yes. And it's not a weight thing. I personally don't own a scale because I don't believe in numbers. And I know that's very, it's kind of stupid of me to say as somebody who is on the smaller side, but personally, that's just not how my health works and how I would like to see myself. Good. So I just, I don't even know how much I weigh. Like, to be completely honest, I don't. And I never do. When I go to the doctor, I tell them, don't tell me. Let's guess and weigh her. Oh Make it a God. competition. No, no, I'm just, no, I'm no, just no. kidding. Uh-uh. So it's not about weight. <laughs> no. It's more about the older that I get and the more that I see your people body around aches. me. The more you're looking at me who has to been <laughs> yes. gay mean, to rub of. on my back. Icy hot in the studio. The studio yeah. smells like icy hot because Constantly. of me. Constantly, yeah. Speaking of. I, I know. And, and I, I see everybody around me 
Especially in this industry where we just sit down in and a talk chair all yeah. the time. In these awful chairs. I hate these chairs. Anyways. I've gotten used to them. <laughs> uh, personal trainer is yeah. not a bad idea because it holds you accountable. I had a buddy, um, shout out to Tommy Blank, member of Quiet Company, who's like, hey, man, today's the last day to get this special at this gym. And he was a personal trainer. And mm-hmm. signing up for that membership came with him being my trainer for a couple sessions for free. And then if you like that, you keep paying. And when I had him as a trainer, I went. And he gave me good advice. He held me accountable. He's like, hey, man, don't just come here to run on the treadmill or ride a bike. You can do that anywhere. You come here to do this. He showed me how to warm up. Then he showed me how to do my core exercises and stretches first. And then he showed me this is what's going to help with your back. This is what's going to help with that. Uh, The moment my free training session was done... I, I don't think don't, I went back. Yeah, right. yeah, and that's my issue is because I did sports and uh, dance for all of my life. I've always had a posi- a person in power who tells me what to do, and yes. I'm an incredible listener. I'm really bad at knowing what to do by myself, and I haven't stepped foot in a gym. I've never had a gym membership ever, and I've never gym suck, but stepped again, into. If you want to get into a routine. If you need all those machines and the weights. And I I, want to learn how to do that without hurting myself. Because sure, I can go on YouTube and I can watch some fitness guru say, this is how you lift weights. And then I'll say, But you're not going to do that. And they're not there correcting your position. Like right now, like look at you. Like sit Don't, don't, don't correct me. I know. Now put your elbows together Uh, behind your back. No. (laughs) Stop it, man. I'll get her one Why are you being like this? Ugh, gross. But no, I, I want I want more strength in in my legs, and I want more strength in my arms. I've always had little little noodly arms, and it would okay. be nice to be able to I don't know open pickle we jars have and the stuff gym by myself in the basement of yeah. this radio station. And every night, I tell myself I'm going to go do 20 minutes on the treadmill. And every night when I leave this show, I'm like, man, I want to go home. No, I'm going to yeah. eat some pizza yeah. and sit on yeah. the couch. You'll say our buddy Chewy is like actually very good at like working out his arms at least. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could start there and say, hey, Chew, maybe you could give me Teach a few you. pointers. No, yeah. no, no. Well, yes, sure. But I went to work out with him once and uh, a friend Same. of mine saw the things we were doing because I posted it online. She's actually a physical trainer. Um, I'll get you in touch with her. Oh, yeah, um, actually. Um, uh, and she was like, what are you doing? You are going to rip your arm out of your side. Like, Because he was yeah. having me do strength things that I'm not qualified for no, and he, doing burnouts. He and, did that yeah. for me, too. And I was like, dude, I haven't been in a gym for like a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, man, put all these weights on. Exactly. And that's why I want to find somebody. I, I don't want somebody to tell me to... I already have a fairly good diet. Okay, please ignore the fact that I did eat five servings of peanut butter chocolate you, pretzels you right your, now. You did your best offering them to us. Yes, okay. <laughs> but besides that, when I was in college, my main science in college, if you didn't know this, was nutrition. So I I have a lot of friends who are dietitians, and I only listen to dietitians, and so I'm not interested in that aspect of it. I don't want anybody who's going to go, tell me to do a fad diet, tell me to do keto, tell me to do any of that. I want somebody who's going to say, hey, Here's I you want lift. you to be the strongest that you can possibly be. I don't want to get beefy, but I, I just want to, I want to be able to like feel good in my body and 
not be 24 years old and, you know, I can't. And turn into a CJ. I can't you even do be, a push-up. You want to you know? be on the female arm wrestling circuit yeah. where we can bet money on you. Exactly. Yeah. I need to Let's be. I need to do something like that. All right, that. reach out to Emily at Earth Toast if uh, you're a physical trainer. Yeah, on Twitter. Not if you're a creep dude. No. No creep dudes. No. I, I just realized as soon as we said that, you're going to yeah. have a lot of people reaching out. Yeah, I like, I like ladies. If ladies could hit me up, that'd be great. Guess what? We got it. The biggest building in Austin, Texas. It has a name. We finally named it. Are you excited? Uh... You should be, because it's a really cool name. I'm going to tell you all about it. But first, so what is this skyscraper? It's the one that's been under construction for quite a while. 98 Red River Street, right by Rainy okay. Street, where that old... I don't know if there's still a food court or parking anymore, because they are building a massive underground garage. Uh, this is not only going to be the tallest building in the city, but it is going to be the tallest in the state when it's completed. That's right, baby. That's going to make Austin look badass, That's huh? That's right, yeah. Houston and Dallas always saying that we're just the dumb little brother. You ain't got a big skyscraper. Guess what? D-Town, yeah. H-Town. You don't even have an original good name. That's we're, right. We're ATX. That's right. Real cool. Uh, but yeah, it's going to have a new name. The development team just now revealed what they're going to call it, uh, along with a slew of other details about the project. It's going to take our skyline to new places, new heights, right. if you will. Uh, Big it, Chungus, is that the name? That would be a good one. Damn it. Uh, it's got a hotel. It's got office. It's got residential, uh, all kinds of different community benefits like pedestrian access. Um, and uh, a seven-figure donation to uh, the nearby trail system. Man, what are those mega buildings called in Judge Dredd? Did you ever see that movie or those, read those comics? Yeah, dude, where Taco Bell won the franchise wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course I saw Judge Dredd. Um, there, it was the only restaurant. Uh, it's going to be one of the most dynamic skylines in the nation thanks to this building. If you just take a look at it here, you can see that it has uh, basically green space within the building itself. Cool. Within, you know, uh, that looks yeah. about like 12 stories up. Several different kind of uh, terraces, I guess is what you would call them, with a lot of green space out there. Looks like it has a nice pool that we'll never be invited to. Mm, CJ, I've, I've, got a, I've got a bit of a concern that you're giving all this positive attention for a, a, a big smack in the face coming up. You like to do that to me sometimes? No, actually, I like this building because, oh, cool. again, even look at look at this terrace here. There's another whole area of green space. Nice. It's a unique, cool-looking building, whereas the Jenga building is stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's uh, an architect building. Yeah. <laughs> Get like, out of here. There's a lot that just look dumb, but this looks cool, and it does make make us not just look like a modern city not that we want to be too leaning too heavily into that mm -hmm. uh, but it but it looks good it looks unique and again with all the green space it's it's pretty damn cool no, is it's, it not, gonna, it's not blocking anything important or historical or anything like I that probably or? who cares man it's it's a <laughs> it's a big cool looking the... building uh the tallest uh, in the state in the city it's the skyscraper at 98 red river uh the name thank you um yeah. cj's waiting. cj's big old floppy dong <laughs> They named it after me. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. It says right here on KXN, CJ's big old floppy dong, the new biggest building in the state. Shut up. Did you know? Oh, you know what? I've been waiting to find out if I did. Spoiler alert, I just now looked this up, so this is probably not going to be an interesting segment, so let's pretend it really is. Yay! Yay! <laughs> did you know? Oh, them sexy legs. Tina Turner, she's uh, no longer an American citizen. What? Matter of fact, you know, she gave up her U.S. citizenship back in 2013 and has lived in Switzerland since all the way, way back 1994.
Good for her. Good for Tina. She's whatever. I love her. She's great. You know, in Switzerland, everyone gets a gun. Really? Oh yeah. No, you get a hunting gun. Every every house is supposed to have a gun. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't get any. You don't get any ammo. You got to check that out. Uh, And uh, I think everybody gets a, a basic income. And cheese. Uh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> and hot cocoa. Let's go there. No wonder that place is so amazing. Uh, Tina Turner. Did you know? Uh, probably one of my first kind of Crush. as an adult crushes. Oh, yeah? Um, because I remember my parents having some albums, and she was very, like, leggy on the albums. And when I was Ooh, coming of age. Private where like, dancer album? Is that what I it think was? Probably, yeah. But one, yeah. it was just like, oh, my. Like, as a little boy, I'm like, oh, <laughs> why do I feel this way? <laughs> you better be good to me. Uh, did you know? Let's find out. Uh, phosphorus was accidentally <laughs> discovered in the 1660s uh, by a guy who was boiling his urine in order to turn it into gold. That was a whole uh, thing back. Alchemy was a whole thing back in the day. Accidentally discovered phosphorus. I love... <sighs> that is a hell of an origin story right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just boiling your own... Tinkle. But he wasn't boiling it for no reason. He was oh, trying yeah. to turn it into gold. gold. <laughs> There's only one atom that separates lead from gold. We, we'll figure it out someday. Uh, did you know? They've been to the station before. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobiles. Uh, there are actually six that drive around specific areas of the country. Yeah, the, you know, there's that same thing. With, uh, there's there's six different uh, Joe Byrons. Did you know that? that, that very true. Oh, uh, that, that's they how old? they keep him going. <laughs> yeah, real Joe Byron. He's uh, he's too old and see now. So Let's go, Brandon. A bunch of animatronic ones they spin sent out there. <laughs> that's true, by the way. I read it on my uh, Facebook. My you don't even forum. say it. Just read Facebook these I don't know, days. Facebook. Did you know? When the first typewriter was created, all the way back in 1868, uh, the creators saved money. By not including keys for a zero or one. They figured people could just use O and I. That's stupid. I don't like that fact. <laughs> what, are just, what are you going to do about it? You I know, know it now. just sound like made up stuff. You know well, you know, that's where the, did you know that's where the term I-O-U came from? Whoa. Made that up. Mm. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't make it up. I read it on Facebook. <laughs> Did you know uh, many species of caterpillars uh, have slowly evolved to look like bird poop? You know why? Because nobody eats bird poop. No one eats bird poop. Mm, I wouldn't huh. say no one. No, you never know. There's... I got another Facebook Did group you know? I want to show you. Okay. <laughs> it is the most Austin thing to happen to someone who's probably the most Austin person right now. <laughs> Welcome to People Behaving Badly, where we read a news story, listen to an audio clip, and then uh, render a verdict. Who was today's person behaving badly? Let's start the story back Saturday night when this happened. The University of Texas, your Longhorn football team, they're back taking on, uh, what is it, Louisiana Monroe. Yes, sir. Um, the uh, War Hawks, War Eagles. Uh, anyhow, we kind of knew it was going to be a blowout. It's it uh, a starter game. It was, you have... Our new quarterback, the gunslinger, the star, Quinn Ewers, who originally was going to come to Texas, then decommitted, then returned, and uh, he's the guy. He's getting big money to be here. Everyone loves him already because of his attitude, his mullet, 
He, he's apparently got a cannon on him, so he can he can throw the ball. A decent outing, two touchdowns, one interception, 300 yards, something like that. Nothing nothing too crazy. Again, just trying to get him some offensive reps. Um, the game was a win. It was easy. It was great. Good job, Quinn. Look forward to uh, hopefully you know uh, Alabama's going to be a lot better. Um, you know where I hope we're going to be a lot better against Alabama. A lot of dumb mistakes made against a bad team, uh, and then there was one really dumb mistake made. And it's so very, very Austin that this happened. Uh, after the game, 11-something p.m., uh, our new star starting quarterback, Quinn Ewers, tweeted, How did I get towed? LOL. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I saw that. The- I remember reading uh, people in the comments, too, wherever I read it. I guess it's probably on Reddit, actually. Like yeah, man, UT uh, parking or whatever, they, the parking enforcement or whatever oh, they, they, they don't, don't mess F around. around. No, and I'll tell you this. <laughs> That's funny. I talked about this. Uh, <laughs> I talked about this story on uh, our, our sports show, almost sports with Jason and CJ, eleven to one every day. Um, they do not mess around. I was towed once because some buddies and I had a racket of putting cones. Uh, in a parking lot and then where the Board of Regents would park when they had meetings. There were like eight, six, eight spots they would cone off. So we went and bought some cones. We would just cone off spots. A buddy got busted tossing him in the back of my truck. Uh, They towed me. Um, The next day I was like, well, F this. I'm going to park in the police uh, parking lot where Campus PD is. And if you take your, I had a big truck, pretty big, F one hundred and fifty double cab. Yeah, uh, yeah, but true. I knew I was like, oh, if I get in this small lot and I crank my wheel all the way to the right where it locks, hit the emergency brake, they can't tell me. Let me tell you something. They can tow you if they, yeah, man, if they want to tow you, they're gonna tow that you. That is the. I don't know. I used to hear advice like that all the time from some of my redneck friends or things like that in Liberty Hill. Yeah, man, just uh, put your parking brake on and do no. lock the wheel up. No, no, man. They'll get you. They have flatbed trucks. They'll crane your truck onto a flatbed yes. truck and get it out of there. They, they will find care. a way to do it. Same with the, like, oh, if you park in a parking garage downtown, tow trucks can't get in there. No, man, no. they're going to they're gonna find a way to tow you. They're crafty. Uh, they're clever. Quinn, and they're very agile. Quinn Ewers, you are our star. We hope this is going to be University of Texas turning it around. But long story short, short... You have to be today's person behaving badly because you got to learn the same mistake I did in college. Uh, And here's Coach Sarkeesian uh, giving his uh, giving his piece of evidence, very dad answer (laughs) as to what happened when the star quarterback was towed. (laughs) He's got to park where he's supposed to park. That that wasn't where he was supposed to be parking on game day. Yeah, dude. Sorry, you're our star, but again, you're just another college student, and you got to learn. Park where you're supposed to. Also, how do you? How are you guys driving yourself to the games? Like you would think there'd be a shuttle or some bus or yeah. some like something that got our players made sure unencumbered that they were up in the morning on the bus and in the field right. complex. Are you saying like, how are, are you driving yourself? Are our student athletes having to drive themselves to the Maybe games you, now? You know oh, the man. rumor is that he has a he has like a, either a Bentley or an Aston Martin or something like that. Ugh. I know, dude. Ugh. No, hey, if he wins games, I don't care. I'm all I mean, for those it. Are sweet cars, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Radio. CJ Morgan on. Wait. Hey, is that a regular cockroach or a robot cockroach? <laughs> Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Matt Bearden's back for Weird or Wired. You're going to freak my fiance out. 
Uh, I probably will. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this would freak just about anyone out. Um, we all know that a lot of people are pretty terrified of uh, insects, but it turns out they can be kind of handy. They've been trying to miniaturize robots for a long time, right? Hey, we need a robot. It's really tiny and has like multiple legs. And it's hard to engineer that. And someone kept saying, well, we're making all these robots. We're trying to make them look like insects because they get along so well. And then a couple of genius scientists were like, wait, why don't we just cyberig, cyberig, cyborg, cyborg guys, cyborg guys, I guess, an actual, hey, we're a couple of cyber guys. Hey, baby, <laughs> find us on the internet. Well, the thing is, it it's worked. They have started using. They've got cyborg locusts. It turns out that locusts have incredibly sensitive uh, smelling apparati, and so they're using them to sniff out explosives. Cyborg dragonflies that can make for zippy little drones, and now. Cyborg cockroaches, they can scurry through disaster zones searching for survivors. Now, obviously, they're not tapping into the brains of these things, but what they are doing is putting tiny little, essentially like computer chips with sensors on their backs. The problem was power. How do you get something like that to transmit back to me and send? Well, they were only able to use them, and they like really was only good for like ten minutes. That's just how much charge you can get in that thing. Okay. But you can get a super thin wafer, put it on the back of a cockroach, put it under a doorway, and it can crawl through the rubble. And essentially, when it gets near somebody, like say it's a sensor that is sensing for um, CO two exchange, and then it assumes, hey, there could be a living person right here because we're getting this high CO two read in this room. Whoa! Right, it's kind of insane. It's kind of wild, man. But how do you get the GPS, all that, it needs battery power? Well, they've come up with, they finally have put a little tiny solar chip that can charge these things. And with just like 30 minutes of solar, it could get like over a two-hour runtime. Um, Damn. A point I'm trying to make is it's not going to take long before our Russian enemies to start sending waves and waves of cyber cockroaches yeah. into oh, the country you to know see what everything you can't that you kill? do. You know what doesn't die? Uh, cockroaches. What uh, happens when they become sentient and realize the power we've given them? Get some red. Good call. You know what you can kill? Uh, my ambition. Okay. Yeah. I just I ruined your bit. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That one was just ruined a long time ago, my actual ambition. The thing that uh, I, what I do find horrifying is, you know, everyone's like, well, I'm not going to download that app because then the app people can track me. Give it up. If there are dragonflies now that can fly around yeah. and track you. You're already tracked. This yeah, you're tracked, bro. You're tracked. So where I want to put this one is, I guess, overall, I mean, it's wired that we can save somebody from rubble, and it's awesome that we can find explosives and save people's lives. That's wired for sure. But overall, robot insects, it gets weird. Very. The killers are coming to town, and we're going to do a little bit of clickbait I wrote a while ago because I keep hinting at it on the show, but I've never actually just straight up told y'all my top 10 killer songs. I got a lot. I wrote this just as like a fun, dumb thing to put together a couple years ago when the new album came out, and people got mad at me. Oh, they got no. mad. Uh, you can find the list, by the way, just by Googling Killers 101X. Let's start with uh, the top 10 killer songs of all time, according to me, with number 100, Human. Wait, that's not 10? Yeah, I put it so far away because it is such a garbage song. You hate that I song. I hate it. makes me Why? mad because it's stupid. Are we human or are we dancer? Are we dancer? It makes no sense. No sense, okay? Uh, let's get to it now. Number 10, Caution from Imploding Mirage in 2020. Uh, the year it came out, it was my favorite song. It was dreamy. It was fun. It was catchy. 
Uh, number nine from Samstown, if you can uh, read my mind. Can you read my mind? Going through this list, by the way, makes me realize that, damn, the Killers had a lot of radio hits. They like, have they, a they lot. They have a catalog. Uh, number eight, uh, Tranquilize oh, I from like this Sawdust one. in 2007. It's a uh, darker electronic B-side featuring Lou Reed. Um, number seven, from 2020's Imploding the Mirage, Fire in the Bone. It's mm-hmm. kind of a dumb, goofy song. It was my favorite from that album, but didn't get as much radio play as it should have. Uh, now we're getting into the top six. Clickbait Corner, the best killer songs of all time. Your clickbait My corner. clickbait. I, hey, it, I'm sorry. When you're right, you're right. Yeah, mm. okay. That's what they all think. Uh, from Hot Fuss, number six, Jenny was a friend of mine. Brooding, dark, cool sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting into, I mean, you, you could just list the entire album Hot Fuss yeah, as their the, top ten. Yeah, that's the best. Uh, number five, Somebody Told Me. Yeah. And this is where it gets tough, because these could all be the top ones. Well, that one's just a big radio hit, it, so yeah. I think it's... Oh, yeah, it was their slammer. Um, number four, <laughs> All These Things That I've Done. Love that. Just, mm-hmm. I got so, but I'm not, not a soldier. Oh, yeah. That's I just mine. got so, So catchy. That one's mine. And I originally, favorite. a long time ago, I, that was that's your number one spin? I'd say so. That's your favorite? I don't know why. It's just that 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 reply, like that, just the chant there at the it's end. It's great. Not so, but, you know. I, uh, with that podcast, or sorry, with that song, it gave me an idea years ago. I was going to do a podcast with, like, exes and people I might have wronged or wronged me. It was going to be all about like redemption and just having weird different people throughout my life on a podcast and it was going to be called All These Things That I've Done. Hmm. Maybe I'll still do that. That might be interesting but it's also awkward. Uh, Number three, where it gets real sticky, this is probably their biggest hit, probably their closer for any kind of concert. Uh, Mr. Brightside, that was their number one song. That's their most well known but for me it's only number three. Hmm. Only number I mean, three. That was, that I mean, was that's, their f- debut hit, right? Off that's off Hot Fuss. So. I think so. Yeah. If you are anywhere near anybody's age, uh, you just put this song on and you can tell who grew up in what decade. Because if you know the entire song, all the words, you're like, oh, okay, you're one of my you're people. You're a CJ, yeah. Yeah, you're uh-huh. a CJ, or like even my people. My people really? know all of Mr. This was, Brightside. Th- this was college for me, so this is like very, like, this was just younger moved for to me. San Marcos. Yeah. Uh, number two from Samstown, also one of their, probably their second best album, uh, When You Were Young. Just a damn good, sweet, fun Aww. song. Uh, and now, here it is, Clickbait Corner, the top killer songs of all time. All right, let's see what My it is. number one. Because it is, it's so, so damn good. It is their best song. If you ever watched, I think it was on the OC back in the day. (laughs) I never watched the OC, but damn it, I listened to, I loved, I would wait for them to come out with soundtracks on the internet. Back then, Emily, we had to, we had to use the internet to find what song was what and then download it Uh and burn it to a CD. Oh, really? Or MP3 player. Yes. But the OC had, I mean, it was like peak death cab for cutie my favorite all this stuff from that time and this song was on that number one uh smile like you mean it smile like you mean it. just so incredible real passion of brandon flowers i feel like of all the bangers on that song on that album uh 2004's hot fuzz that one that one is their quintessential masterpiece check it out at 101x.com slash cj yeah you're right and we're wrong (laughs) Damn straight. <laughs> I want to be hip and cool and a radio guy, but I also, I had my first, yeah, you damn kids these days moment. Oh, no. Just now. 
Uh, what is it? Tell me. It's music related, so I think uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the right. Uh, and you know, in the media, it's dude, it's cringe to be on TikTok. But I have to because I got to try to entertain and show dummies that I'm on the radio. I don't know, man. There's a lot of really interesting TikToks, I think, out there that get overshadowed, of course. Oh, yeah. There's some Similar great to, ones. to YouTube or any other streaming service, like even Twitch, where it's just, you know. You'll find your content. movies in a hot tub instead of people doing actual content. But I don't know, man. It's, I wouldn't it, knock it completely. Like, you've got good content. Right. Like, when you shoot your fiance in the boobs with Lego. <laughs> see big old boobies and Legos. It works. Uh, but it's art. I tried to recreate that, by the way, when our friend Amber was over, and they both just got mad at me, <laughs> and it yeah. was not as good. Probably you didn't even you didn't even check with them first, did you? You were just no. <laughs> I got to be authentic, dude. Uh, anyhow, at the CJ Morgan on TikTok. Go on. What's um, this about music and you being an old man? It's it's really. I was like, seriously, like it it was weird and frustrating. Um, I'm not going to say who, but a friend who's a former intern that I still follow on social media. Should I be following that person? Maybe not. They're like 22. Anyhow, oh, damn. good content. They're, they're great at doing stuff. Uh, but they went on a rant about, like, this is dumb. Why can't I put Johnny Cash's Hurt on my uh, reel and TikTok? Like, why is it not letting me put Johnny Cash's Hurt on this? It's stupid. And I replied, and I was like, oh, probably just, like, copyright stuff. They're real weird with what songs do and don't. And they're like, but I can find, and this is our thread, and their friends are chiming in, too, mind you. They're 22-year-old friends. Like, but yeah, but it's dumb. I can get every Johnny Cash song. I can get this one. I can get this one, but I just can't get Hurt. I want Johnny Cash's Hurt. And I was like, oh, well... That's not a Johnny Cash song. And then someone's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, okay. okay. So you, you get to educate some people on music history. Uh, I said. This is great. That's a cover that Johnny Cash did. They are probably not licensed to do that song because I'm assuming that the estate doesn't hold the license to put this music out on the internet for free. Uh, it's probably under Trent Reznor's name. Who? <clears throat> now I feel like I'm being trolled. They uh, he does movie like scores now even. He's, so it's like he's won Academies. Yeah, I feel like they should at least have heard Grammys. of him to some degree. Uh, and then I was like, Nine Inch Nails, Nine Inch Nails hurt, and they're like, Well, that's just crap that I can't put this song on my TikTok. And I just wanted to. Oh, they're not wrong, but <laughs> I. But I just wanted to shake these little kids. Hey, man, I didn't know the whole deal about why Nirvana was so cool until like a year ago. So like, give people time to learn. What I'm, music history is, uh, and, and they need to know and care on their own. Look, I'm also worried. I get it. I, as as someone who's very much a critic, or not a critic, a skeptic, and an internet troll, I'm also worrying that they might have just found old old Grandpa CJ and, and struck me along. That would have been a good way to do it. That, that's that a great way to get you upset well, and that's why engaged. I was, that's why I was being cautious too, and I was like, oh, they probably don't have copyrights. I didn't. I didn't like right away. I could have said. Uh, oh, it's not a Johnny Cash song. Um, yeah, but I just was like, I'll probably copyright stuff, blah blah, because I didn't want to be it have it flipped on me. Which you it didn't want to be that um actually guy. It, I know that either, but they it could have just been some teens messing with me. And by I teens, sure hope I mean it was that twenty two, but I don't know, man. Because well, if that's the case, it would just be your younger self basically getting payback for you doing that similar for me stuff. Me being a CJ, yeah, <laughs> piece of crap. I hate myself. No. Okay, I'm all right. At the CJ Morgan on TikTok. Follow me or don't. Whatever, man. It's the CJ Morgan Show on KROX FM, Pewter, Austin. 101X.